And good morning, everybody. Uh, once again, uh, this is John Emilio, along with my friend Henry Beltra. Henry Beltra, <clears throat> and we are back. Um, WJB. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, uh, like we always do, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's start off with a um, a quick, just one minute uh, guided meditation, uh, which I'll take us through. Just kind of get everybody in a nice, clear. Uh, or, or try to get everybody a nice clear headspace where we kind of become a little bit more aware of uh, what's actually flowing through our minds. So um, just if you could take a couple of slow deep breaths um, in through your nose, hold it for a second and then let it out. And just keep doing that. You could, like I said, you could always do open-eyed or close-eyed. Um, really doesn't make a difference. Just if your eyes are open and you're gazing the room, just do what we call a soft gaze. We don't want to lock in on anything where we start thinking or describing it. So it's just kind of noticing what's around. If you choose to keep your eyes closed, that's great also. Focus on parts of your body, that's always a very uh, popular way to kind of get into that portal. So we could just feel our hands, work our way up, start feeling your arms, up to your shoulders. <clears throat> Just a good way to kind of slow the mind stream down a little bit here. We're continuing breathing, right? We don't want to stop breathing. <laughs> a couple of more deep breaths. If your eyes are closed, slowly open them. Take one more breath in and out. And we are here. I have arrived. <laughs> we have arrived. <clears throat> so what's new, Henry? <laughs> uh, first of all, John, yeah. uh, I want to address the little bit of... St are you picking up some static in the background? Or me? is it me? No, I don't hear anything. No? All right, it might be me. <clears throat> I mean, the mics might be really loud. Maybe that's why. Get home down here. Maybe I was so, so zen. <laughs> I can hear even... So you do. There's actually a... There's, um, there was a old story by a Buddhist, uh, I guess a Buddhist monk had his student, and he would tell his student, um, they were doing a meditation, and he would tell the student, can you hear that river in the background? And the student would go, no, I can't hear it. And he would say, okay, that's fine. And the student was like, why can't I hear this river in the background? And the teacher would tell him, listen again. And he did this a few times, it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until the theory is the student became so mindful and so present that all of a sudden this sound appeared in the far distance. He had to sort of peel back a few layers of thought that were constantly popping in to where his attention could actually hear that. So that's why one of the points where we do the meditation is kind of to try to peel back a couple of those layers. He had thought noise. Yeah. <clears throat> Right? So, like a better word? Yeah, thought noise. And, and that thought noise will, will cloud that kind of awareness. And once he was able to um, just sit with it long enough, all of a sudden that noise appeared in the background. Now the teacher heard it quicker, more experienced. He was able to get to that, you know, that spot where he was able to quiet the mind or disregard what the mind was saying and keep his focus on what he wanted. Um, and he was able to hear that quicker where the student wasn't. But, um, yeah, just didn't mean to cut you off with that. No, but. no, you're cutting me off. Kidding. <clears throat> you're gold, buddy. You're gold. <laughs> no, uh, you know, to kind of highlight the spirit of this podcast, uh, to, to all listeners and to all friends and family and everybody listening, uh, just a reminder of why we do things and how this came about. Uh, basically, it... Just uh, John and I 
uh, as they say in the street, shooting the shit. <laughs> we would yeah, sit man. around and we'd talk and we one thing would lead to another and then we'd daisy chain into topics and it, and you know, we just said, John, this is awesome, this is beneficial. We should, you know, you know, we should have a podcast. And it's almost as if you were thinking about it before me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I yeah. was like, cool. Um, so when we talk, uh, we don't get uh, I'm going to speak for you a little bit, John, and, sure, and, and yeah. you stop me. But we don't get caught up in, in I'm telling you right now, um, to anybody who's even thinking this, we don't get caught up in the sugar rush of a podcast and like, uh, like, let's make this entertaining, John. We should have a little bell over here ding, 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 when somebody calls it. You know, we're, this isn't the Z100 morning zoo. <laughs> this isn't, you know, we're not here uh, to replicate Joe Rogan. Um, you know, it's not what we do. You have a front row seat into the minds of John and Henry <laughs> and what we talk about. And the reason for this is because John and Henry thought that these talks were very first level. Like this was floor number one, ground floor stuff. And what does that mean? So if you had some inkling that you might have something wrong with you, and what does that mean? Well, you know, I have anxiety. I'm depressed. I am so tense. Life is crazy. Oh, uh, you know, I had a death in the family. I can't get over it. Um, a lot of what we're going to talk about, or we have been talking about, are ways that you can address things in your life and improve your life. And if there is an improvement, if you see any benefit there, uh, and I'm sorry to hammer this every day, every, every time we, 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 we come together, but I think it's important. I think it should be highlighted that we're here not to tell anybody what to do. Again, we're two guys. We're two more than two normal guys, all right? I would even hold myself into a little bit of an abnormal. <laughs> but just to say, um, you're not alone. You're not the only one. Uh, you're not the only one who might feel pressure, who might feel anxiety, who might feel like I'm going crazy. No, you're not the only one. Um, there's a lot of people out there. and Sometimes I think it happens to a lot of us, and you see it a lot on social media, right? It's a fake life. Oh, you know, the lovely filters of right. social media. It's a fake life, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> people that are constantly posting things that are, you know, over the top, you know, uh, in front of their, you know, new mansion, in front of the, oh, this just happens to be by my pool, <laughs> yeah, with the three waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's all great. That's all fun. That's all good. But a lot of times we hide behind those things, and in reality, there's a very scared person, a very anxious person, a very sad person, a guy who's, who can't stop a thought stream in his head. It's like, um, it's like a movie that when you're pressing pause, it's not listening, and <laughs> well, that's why we're here. We're not doctors, because you wouldn't be listening to a doctor. You would see a doctor's podcast and go, ah, that's boring. Uh, you know, I want to hear Joe Rogan talk to you know, Hulk Hogan and talk about his porno flick. Yeah. You know, that's, more, that's, that's what we're used to. Yeah, that's more the, the, sugar rush. That's more the, the entertainment factor. And while we, you know, listen, we want this to be engaging, obviously. But our, yeah, like you said, our, our main goal here isn't, um, you know, to make this like a, uh, a 10 million download podcast. I mean, listen, if it does happen... For the right reasons, sure. then that's great. But yep. that's we're not shooting for like you know, wow, this is the best thing since sliced bread. You know, no. um, for us it is. For for us it is. But we want this to be something that more that resonates with people, um, and they want to listen because there's a beneficial factor for them in listening, not because hey, those two guys are hysterical and they're funny and this. Listen, and while we are very funny oh guys, my God. don't get me wrong. Where do I start? Where do I <laughs> but, start? But that's, that's not, you know, we're not here. The, the point of this isn't to be a comic act, but, um, you know, any spiritual teacher will always tell you if, if you're a spiritual teacher doesn't know how to laugh, run and run quickly away from that person oh because, because then they're taking it super serious, and that's, again, the ego coming in. But you said something before, and, and it kind of, something just kind of went off in my head. <clears throat> you said um, people have, you know, whether they have anxiety or they have this or they have uh, something that they're dealing with. One thing I would like our, our audience, whoever it is, <laughs> to do is try to replace the word have with experience. 
And this is what I mean. When you say I have something, you have now um, identified with that as that is being who you are. That takes on a whole new meaning. When you say, well, I experience sadness or I experience anxiety, well, now you're the person watching yourself experience this. That doesn't mean you don't feel the anxiety. That doesn't mean you don't feel the sadness. Absolutely, that's the whole point of it is you do feel it, but you don't now say, well, this is who I am and this is the story of my life and believe it wholeheartedly, like judge and jury, this is what it is. Now it's, I experience these feelings. They're e they can easily flow through. So that's one word. Just try to replace in your daily life, whenever you, something's happening, oh, you know, I have this anxious feeling. No, you're experiencing an anxious feeling. And all of a sudden, there's a lightness. This just, it feels, while you still feel it, there's a light, kind of airy feeling behind it. It's like, I don't, okay, maybe I'm not so attached to this as I thought I was. That's a golden nugget. That's a golden nugget. Like, if, <clears throat> if you take nothing else from this podcast, and like, we were, me and John were talking about our 100th episode before. <laughs> and if you take nothing else, that's a golden nugget. Like, that little thing alone, which is not little, is really going to be a, a, mind, a mind bender <laughs> and, and, and for the positive. Uh, so even if you can tell in my vocabulary, I am not uh, trained. I am not studied. What I am is, you know, as, you, as me and you talk, you know, you can tell I'm hyper aware of things. And I, have, I have feelings <clears throat> for myself and for you. And I want to that's all good. But if you listen, my vocabulary was such that I have anxiety, I have depression, or, and you're right. Language if you're experiencing, because literally, that's exactly what's going on. Absolutely. You're experiencing it, but you're taking it on as you are that, and therefore, it's a loop. There's your loop. There's your loop. Yeah, the mind will, the mind will tell you, well, this is who you are, Henry. That's it. I believe that's who I was for most of my life. I was this anxious kid with these obsessive thought patterns, and I never questioned it, you know, even though obsessive compulsive disorder is all about questioning, but I never questioned, you know, is this just the way I, why am I like this? I just, I, I, was, I always believed this is who I am. John is an anxious kid. John is a kid who obsesses about thoughts. John is a kid who worries. And like that was my identity, and like I didn't want to know anything else. I believed this is who John was, until one day somebody took my glasses off and said, "What do you see now? Now that you changed those glasses you've had on for the last forty years, what do you see now?" And I'm like, "Holy crap, things look a lot different," because I did the work of kind of wanting to see things through a different through a different lens. And by changing the language, I think you you um, you gain that lens to look things through a different way, because we're taught. <clears throat> From as children, we're we're taught to think a certain way. We're depending on your, your environment you were brought up in, right? right? Environment has a lot to do with it. To think a certain way, the language we would hear from our parents, our friends, our peers, we would inherit that language and make it our own. Now those words carry a lot of weight. We don't realize like, and I th this is these are things that like I didn't discover this on my own. I, I mean I learned this in, in, in honestly in therapy in acceptance commitment therapy act. <laughs> It's it, the language we use carries an immense weight, especially when that language is believed like gospel. Like this is it. This is what this word means. So if you're, if you could be, if anything, just be more flexible with the words you use and how you use them, you'll see that the the response that you're going to get from the way you describe things yourself is going to be much much greater. Like things will. Things will open up for you because now you're you're allowing yourself to say, "Well, I don't have this. I experience it." And all of a sudden, it's like, "Wait, so I'm not I'm not anxious? No, you're experiencing an anxious feeling. You're not anxious. You're Henry Beltra. You're a person. You're a human being. You're experiencing this feeling. You're not that feeling." And all of a sudden, wow, wait. So all of a sudden, I, I, this 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 space just appeared just by thinking like that, just by saying things differently. This, this little bit of space appeared between me and that feeling. Like, now I'm not right on top of it anymore. And with time, actually, that space will grow. But, but that's why language is... You, you taught me that. You taught yeah. me that that one time that you told me about happy. And then as we're talking about happy... Well, that's a good one. It led to joy. We could have a whole episode on the word happy. Correct. Alone. So that's my first introduction. That was you. So uh, if you don't mind, because 
I read, I read your book, um, you know, the version of your book. I'm sure you've... Oh, no, it's being edited. Right? I already, my editor already came back to me with, like, I need this, I need that, and but, that. But I love, <clears throat> I, I love what I read because it's such an insight. Uh, but when you said... Cause I, the reason I mentioned your book is because uh, I was able to read what you were going through. And when, as I'm reading, again, I told you it was very well written. It's, it's as if you've written before, you know, professionally, because... <laughs> When I'm reading. Oh, maybe I'm just a good reader. How about that? <laughs> you might be a good reader. <laughs> no, uh, but what got me going was I'm there with you. I am with you. I'm with you during your panics. Like, as you're panicking, I am panicking. I'm reading and I'm going, holy shit. So my, the reason I'm going to ask you what I'm going to ask you is because it's important. I think when you said when, when somebody gives you, like, these other, this other lens to look through for you, real what was that like what was the lens that somebody said here look through these and you said oh my god that was that moment the lens for me was well i mean the lens is just space between you and your thoughts that's actually the lens that i'm looking through i mean what <clears throat> like i said what made me re what what made me realize this was as i was as i was learning about um acceptance commitment therapy and just going through therapy long listen I, and i'll say this as much as I kind of try to preach the, and I preach, I kind of speak to the spiritual end of this a lot. Um, uh, I did do acceptance commitment therapy for a couple of years, and I, I find it I found it amazing because it taught me to take my language and look at things a little bit differently. Um, yeah. So f for me, uh, I mean, that lens was just gaining an awareness of realizing that I wasn't everything my mind was saying I was, exactly. And a lot of that, again, branches off from the words we use and how we use them. If you didn't, if you didn't have a language, a lot of the things that go through your mind, if you didn't understand language, you wouldn't be, too, you wouldn't be able to describe them. There might be hints of feelings, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't create these stories around everything. Mm -hmm. If you didn't understand what happy and sad meant, and you just felt as an animal might feel sad. I mean, we have this higher intelligence, I understand that, which is an amazing thing, which allows us to understand and, and you know, create theories around things. But if you didn't have that, you would, ex you would experience a feeling and then move on, right? right. You ever see um, ducks flying on a, 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 by a pond or a river? Sometimes if they get too close to each other, they'll flap their wings aggressively to get, this is my space, this is my space, mm -hmm. back off. Then, within a couple of seconds, they float away, like it never happened. Because they're not sitting here saying, do you believe that freaking duck? Right. That he had the nerve to come here and sit in my space. Who the quack does he think he is? Right, right, right. Th that doesn't happen. They experience that emotion of whatever, anxiety or anger because something was being invaded in their realm, but then it's gone. Where we'll carry on for days, weeks, months, and hold a grudge for 30 years because our mind created the story around this language that we have to say, do you believe that asshole and what he said? Do you believe that guy? So we have this great tool, but if we don't use it properly, it becomes our, it can become our greatest downfall. And whether you want to say you're on this side of, of something or that side of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of something, that, that, that's great. That's, to me, that's not what's important. It's important that you realize that this tool you have, are you using it properly or, or is it more a hindrance than anything else? And people who suffer tends to be a hindrance for them because they're, they're stuck on things, they're overthinking, they're, they're believing everything that goes through their head, this story that their mind tells them who they are, like they've created this, this perfect story in their minds and this is it. This is how their life has to be and I'd rather be happily miserable than try to see things a different way. So right now, as we speak, I'm going through a series of tests, uh, you know, just because I'm, I'm 43 now and, you know, it's relatively young in the, in the grand scheme of things. But mm -hmm. I have a, a mother who passed away from cancer at 54 mm -hmm. and a grandmother who passed away from cancer at 56. And I would imagine, like in the case of my mom, because I was old enough to, you know, to see it, she contracted cancer in her 40s. Okay. So obviously I'm very paranoid. And as I think about cancer and any other disease, you know, obviously there's a big genetic component, right? Sure. There may also be a big environmental component, right? Absolutely. So uh, I've, I've worked in Newark for how many years and uh, 
everything was contaminated. I mean, you know, I wouldn't recommend it, you know, <laughs> put it that way. But the question I have is, or the thought that comes to my mind is, what element of our mind plays into diseases? And what can this do uh, to sort of uh, stave off or... Yeah, I, so, so you, you stave off, I mean... Well, why do I mention it? I think it? we're trying to... By the, yeah, I'm no, sorry. why do I mention it? Because I, I'm, I, like, I feel like there's something more going on here. What do I mean? If you're a person that is not practiced in what you just said, the separation, then you're constantly under some stress. Like, it's a constant stress on your mind. Stress is even a choice, yeah. So, so if you have... Now, take it from the mental to the physical. If I am mentally stressed, it's my mind that's continuously... It cascades through your body. Right. Yeah, sure. It's all linked together. Absolutely. That can't... That can't be good for my, let's say, whatever chemicals are flowing through my body. Because no, when, when no. you're depressed, right? So that's a state of mind or anxious. How Chem do you, this, uh, physically, how do you feel? There's chemical reactions that happen right? in your body that cause you to feel the jitters or feel low mood. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't, I'm not claiming to be one. No, but... And I'm not well versed in this, but... There's a physical <clears throat> mental connection. I think any, anybody who's worked with any kind of whether spiritual or, or mindfulness will tell you there's a direct connection between the physical body and the mind so so, so like can you stave off a disease uh, look I, there, there'll be people who tell you yes and there'll be people who tell you no i think it depends on what angle you're coming from or what your background is i would say i don't know if you could stave off uh, a disease i do know that the experience, if that disease is there, could be very different for the person. Yes. Um, if their approach is one from a more mindful approach where they're not believing everything in their head and, and, and creating more negative, well, that's, you know, that's where I was chemical going. reactions in their body. I, I'm not looking for a yes or a no. I'm looking for a, can it help? I can't, and I think it, it can will, help. It, it 100% can help. 100%, and, I, and, I'll t and I'll give you an example. And I, actually, I was, I think I was talking to this, to a friend yesterday um, about it. So I, a couple of years back, I experienced, uh, I had a C4, C5, I had a bulging disc in my neck. Hmm. And I remember um, when I first got it, it was about the time I had just really got my, a lot of my footing with mindfulness and awareness and all this, and all this stuff. Um, and I would come home and I would talk to my wife and I would just complain how much it hurt and why me and my neck and this and that and how I would amplify that pain, which was there, right? I wasn't going to fix my neck by wishing it was away. There was things I had to do to, to make it better. Um, so I started going to physical, I, met a, you know, I went to my doctor, started going to physical therapy to make a long story a little shorter. And I started doing the things that were needed from a physical standpoint to make it better. Still, it wasn't great. There was still pain there. And I would still kind of bitch and moan about it until I realized, and this happened kind of coincidentally at the same time, like I said, I was doing all, the, I was doing all my work with mindfulness and act and reading spiritual teachers and meditating more, where I realized I'm complaining about something. I can't make it go away even if I wanted to right now. All that was doing was amplifying the pain I was actually in. Mm -hmm. So if my pain was a five, I was making it feel like an 11 yeah. because the way I was approaching it, because the language I was using around it. Once I realized that, did it happen exactly at the same moment? No. And I'm not trying to say that my neck was miraculously cured by this. But once I did that, very quickly afterwards, the pain started to diminish more and more. Once I stopped wanting it to go away, and accepted that it was there and worked towards making it better, right? Because we don't just say, well, I accept you here, uh, cross my fingers as it go away. Right. No, you accept that something's happening and then you could work towards improving the situation, but without carrying a saddlebag of, of, of drama with you about it. Once I started doing that and I stopped using that language of complaining and I just completely accepted it was there, shortly thereafter, I stopped feeling the pain completely Yes, I was doing physical therapy at the time, so there is a huge component of that. But what I did was I 
showed my mind that even if this is here, I'm going to live my life anyway. And I'm not going to make it who I am, this pain. So if you say, yeah, listen, can you, and this even to today, if something hurts, sucks that it hurts. You feel the pain. It's there, the pain. You're not pushing the pain away. You're not trying to say, oh, I don't feel the pain because I, that's just a different type of double talk. I think once you accept that something is happening, your, your state of mind changes about it and you allow your body to heal without causing it extra stress. So to the point where you were saying, like, if you're going through something like that, is there a direct component? I think there's an absolute direct component. Whether it, it is, it makes the treatment you're going through more palatable. It's easier for you because now you're not creating this drama and complaining and making this identity that you have to do these tests and you got to take this medication and you have to go to the doctor X, X amount of times a week to do a certain therapy. You don't benefit yourself by, by creating all those stories about it. If it's happening, it's happening. Accept that it's happening and work towards making it better. And that journey becomes a much more, it becomes a lighter journey for you to, 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 to go about. Instead of the person who's, oh, it sucks and this is the worst and I don't want to be doing this. Well, let's see. Who's going to, who's go, whose body's going to react better? The person who is all tense and angry and always pissed about this is happening. Or the person says, I hate that this is happening. I don't want it to be here but I fully accept that this is where, where I am in my life and I'm gonna to move to make it better. And they find this space and this time where they can actually enjoy their life while they're going through something. Yep. You know? No, no, I, I, I was just, as you were talking, I was making the physical, mental connection and I, I can't ignore it. It just hits me hard where, you know, it's not that I've been diagnosed with anything, so it's not like I have to use that to separate. No, no, no. I'm doing it now because I'm just conscious of it. And I think that it's a healthier way to live. Absolutely. As opposed to, um, you know, not, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's more beneficial to do it. I mean, it, put it this way before you, I had no idea what ACT was. I had no idea. I had no idea it existed. Yeah, no, I had no idea what it meant. So anybody listening, if you want to, Look it up. Go ahead. Because, yeah, Act is uh, great. There's a great book by Dr. Russ Harris called The Happiness Trap. I think it, it explains it in a very digestible way. I, I would recommend that's a good read. I'd recommend that read. It, for me, it was, it was a catalyst, that book, and understanding Act even more when I was in therapy. Yeah, great book. But yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. great. No, I mean, uh, and I, I think these are the little nuggets that you can, let's say, pick up and, and help, help yourself uh, this is like a buffet, John. We provide a buffet. Yeah, but that's but and that's you what go this ahead is. and you give yourself a serving of whatever it is. Whatever, you. whatever, whatever <laughs> it is works for you. Yeah, yeah. no. But th listen, there's there's a. I think, I believe in my experience, and, and anything that I I speak about is based on my experiences, right? Um, that's all we could ever speak about. Uh, based on my experience, there's a direct connection between. You know, the mind and the body. So even the, you're going, you're going for tests. You said, right? Yep. Okay. Right. And so you, you know, you haven't been diagnosed or anything, and and hopefully you're not. You never will. And you die an old man in '95 in your bed. But um, even while you're going through the tests, there might be anxiety about it, right? Great. You, you very, very good intuition, and that's exactly what the old version of me would have been in a loop. You know, in a bit of a loop or, oh, my God, uh, oh, my God. Well, you said it before. You said, I'm paranoid, and I'm a little bit paranoid there you go. about it. Because I mean, in the language you're using, you said, I'm, you said, I'm a little bit paranoid about yep. it. Yep. And, I'm, again, we're not trying to minimize the fact that somebody might be going through a test that might have, you know, a negative impact on their lives or, you know, it could be something that they're not going to want to hear from a doctor. That could happen. It happens to all of us. But even that, use it as a opportunity yep. to practice. You're catching. Yeah. As I said, on day one, I'm living this with you. I am, I am on the first floor. I am somebody who has become aware uh, in the first inning. You know, this is the first inning, and I'm probably at my first at bat. And there's only been nah, a few. I think uh, you're, you're a lot farther along than you think. Okay, man. <laughs> well, all right. So maybe it's a third inning, right? But I've seen a few pitches. Yeah, but, absolutely. But that's it. You know, uh, I still, I still have the vocabulary ingrained. 
I am paranoid. No, I experienced some paranoia. About it, yeah. So it separated me. So I, I'm, my, my go-to default is I am paranoid. But yes, as I was saying, I took a blood test. I took a genetic, it was for genetic uh, testing. Mm -hmm. The old me is already putting the dots together. Because one of the first things that they, they do during one of these genetic council meetings is you go through your uh, family tree. So you know what happens when you go to a family tree? <laughs> you find a lot of rotten John, apples. I mean, think, no. I mean, right, right, right. So they, they, they go back and they say, okay, let's talk about your parents. Uh, let's go with my parents. And then what about your mom? Well, my mom, you know, the breast cancer. Okay, and then let's talk about that. Okay, great. What about your father? Well, you know, my father. Okay, what about his father and his mother? Well, and then when you start looking, you're like, oh, my God. This guy had heart problems. That one had diabetes. That one had cancer, colon cancer, prostate Like, I'm riddled. If, if I didn't have a little bit of, let's say, if I didn't have my three innings in the game, I probably would have been reeling yeah, right because there. because all these markers are there, and, you're, and you, your mind is going to create the story. Uh, and I I'm would done. reel. Yeah, like, yeah. I would reel. And, and I'm, I wouldn't <clears> say <throat> that I would go haywire reel, but your, I'd reel. Your wheels would be spinning. Yes, I would a already, like, as, as you see, I like to pick my nails and my calluses from deadlifts. Those anxious little quirks, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't <coughs> this time around. I was much Good. more centered, right? I used that word the other day when you caught me. Uh, I was much more centered. <laughs> I was much more, I guess, to use it, aware. Um, and I wasn't suffering through this. It was just an exercise, but I wasn't suffering through it. So, so I mean, we always say suffering is a choice, and that's not a very popular thing to say. And, and most spiritual teachers or and, you know, even a therapist who might tell you suffering is a choice, the client or the person they're speaking with a lot of times is going to come back at them and say, I don't choose to suffer. I don't want to suffer. And we'll come back and go, so then don't. But this is happening in my life. This is the worst. That's happening in your life. That's definitely not an ideal situation, but you don't need to suffer. Suffering isn't physical pain. Suffering isn't an emotional loss because of a loved one passing away. Suffering is a story you've created around that situation, and now you've made it into, to use the words of Eckhart Tolle, you've created a problem from a situation, right? So you bought your own bullshit. Yeah, you bought your own bullshit, right? We all have situations we deal with. Every day there's a situation, whether it's, you know, going for testing to see if you have markers for a certain disease, right? Or financial, or marital, or friend, relationship, work. Pick one of the 10,000 things that could go wrong in a day. They're all situations. You know what a problem is? When you've created a story around the situation, mm. when they go, I have a problem. Wow. Sucks. You have a problem. Why, you don't have problems? No, I don't have problems. Oh, you live a great life. No, 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 right. no, no. I have situations every day. I choose not to make problems out of them. I choose not to suffer because of them. Because if I can't, again, I'm gonna use to quote Eckhart Tolle because and he's a spiritual teacher and I believe everybody should look up. If you either accept it, change, you either accept the situation, change the situation or leave the situation. All else is madness. If I can't change something that's happening, right? If it was a disease, you can't change that. Can you leave that? <laughs> It'd be nice, but you can't leave it. So what's your option? I can accept it and just allow it to be as it is and work towards trying to make it better at the same sure, time. Sure. So you choose to create a problem. You don't have, you, you, whatever's happening is just a life situation. You choose to make it a problem because now there's this story on top of actually what's happening. This is happening, but now, oh my God, this is happening. Do you believe this is happening to me? This is the worst thing in the world. And now that mountain keeps growing. And so to, to basically touch on the last episodes, would that be the ego talking? Would that be the ego? It's always the ego. It's always the ego. Every voice you hear is an egoic voice one way or the other. That's... Okay. Always remember that every voice you hear is an egoic face, uh, voice, excuse me, one way or the other. It's either going to tell you, hey, fuck, you got this, don't worry about it. Uh, or it's going to tell you, uh, this is the worst, I can't believe this is it, this is horrible, uh, what am I going to do? 
so is that the ego trying to make you try doing its best to make you feel protect you to make you feel it, yeah the, so the, again the people people when they when they hear this are like well you know you know is the ego trying to hurt me what the hell no it, it's this is just the way we've evolved our minds are there to protect us at every angle right millions of years ago it mm. was don't go out of the cave the mind would say lying tiger gonna eat you mm. and that's where it stopped once we don't have to worry about leaving our houses and having a tiger eat us, uh, what else could it be? It could be, is somebody going to rob my house? Is somebody going to kill me? Is somebody going to mug me? Is, am I going to get a disease? Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my house? Is my wife going to leave me? My kids are going to hate me. Your mind's going to give you tons of stories because it's just trying to say, I got to protect Henry mm. at every angle I possibly can. What's this angle? What's today's angle? What's the flavor? Yes. Yeah, so. What's the flavor of this? What's the, it's, it's always ice cream. What flavor is it today? Strawberry, vanilla, chocolate? Henry, what, what, what are we gonna, what am I gonna show you today? The ego's not trying to do anything to you. It's our job to notice that it's there and choose. Do I wanna believe those voices or not? And once you start realizing that, then you start coming to this realization that you're not this voice in your head anymore. Like I'm one way or the other, no matter what my mind tells me, I'm not that voice. I'm this um, person, this gatekeeper behind it that kind of goes, I get silently, right? Because the gatekeeper, this, gate, this, this, this presence in the background that sees all these thoughts and doesn't have a voice, doesn't have an identity. It is. It's a quiet isness that just kind of says, I see these thoughts as they fly by. I choose to grab this one. I choose to grab that one. Let that one go. Let that one go. It's not like, it doesn't have, once you hear another voice saying, oh, I'm going to take that voice, that's just the ego coming back in again. Yeah. It's the one that notices all and then kind of guides you. You kind of become your own mentor and you learn to guide yourself to follow the voices that are beneficial. So, the, and you've heard me say this before. I think, uh, and I got to remind myself of these things because I, uh, I get, uh, I forget. Basically, I forget. You get... You know, it's like when you're going down a road, all of a sudden you see a, a shiny object on that other road. Hey, look at that. And, you, and all of a sudden I'm back on the I'm back on the road that I was in the beginning. I got to get back on the other road. And I, I, I said this to you before I use this uh, metaphor, I use this analogy that you consider yourself an iPhone, consider yourself a, a, a laptop mm -hmm. and you're changing your iOS. You're changing your your, 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 you know, how you run. It's your, you're changing your hardware, your software. It's just basically you're running a different program. Before, you ran this other program where the ego was fully in charge. You had no idea. But now that you have an idea, your ego, you don't want your ego to be in charge because you realize that if your ego's in charge, it's a whole different life. Yeah, It's, it's a whole it, different it's, suffering. It's, it's, liter <laughs> it's literally changing the filter. That's it. Change the Changing filter. the filter. Uh, Just change the filter through which you see things, and you'll and you'll see that what's behind it is a. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to use the same words over and over again because to create new vocabulary just makes no sense. It's a a uh, a lightness behind behind it all, um, and the more you practice it, the more you understand it and the more you enjoy being in that space because 100%. you realize that that's the space where we're meant to be 100 percent. we're not meant to be stuck between our ears saying why one agenda should be better than the next agenda why this team is better than that team why this side party is better than that party why left is better than right i mean that's 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 all banter and yeah. I, I, I mean look whether it's it's sports it could be fun right but you know once you take it too seriously and you believe that this is the way it has to be, uh, that identity who, that you're creating could be a huge, painful place for you to be and create immense suffering. And most people don't even realize that they're there. They don't, they, they'll look at you and they'll tell you you're crazy because, because you don't align with anything like this. And you choose to see life as it is. And if things need to be adjusted, like if there's an issue, we deal with the issue. Uh, this isn't about... You know, crossing our legs, sitting on the side of the road, meditating all day long and saying, well, I don't care if, you know, I have no cares in the world. I don't care what happens to me or anybody else. No. And there are people who are like that, you know, <clears throat> good for them if that's how they want to live their lives. But it's, it's about 
if there is a situation, you could work to make something better in your life. This is very practical. Yes, you don't need to... It doesn't need to be... You don't need to be carrying a cross, mm-hmm. right, so to speak, like yeah. Jesus carried the cross, right? You don't need to... He, if you're religious, you believe he carried the cross for you. You don't need to carry the cross. Why Put the cross down and continue your journey. You don't need to carry a cross while you're trying to get to where you have to get to. And suffering is that cross on your back. Mm-hmm. That's what it becomes, you know? Um, well, I don't know about you, but I think... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, if you don't stop me, I'll keep, I keep going. <laughs> I think uh, I like this, this conversation about carrying crosses. Uh, you know, we, we might touch on that. Uh, well, yeah, listen, all, religions are always a hot topic, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's never about a specific religion. Uh, it's always about the theory of what religion is and... You know, and what's actually behind it and how man has created so many different stories around yeah. different religions. But at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. But somehow, somehow to, to wrap it up, uh, you know, I think when you were talking about the different political parties and the different sports teams and the different, uh, I think, uh, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm experiencing wrongness. Ah, I like that. Wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... A, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of the things that we get caught up in in the case of uh, a sports team in the case of especially politics i would say those are ego driven oh, to begin with they, sure they so are. that's where the trap is you can't be a politician if you don't have an ego but that's where the trap is right like ego, so. so that's where the trap is, yeah. is what i'm trying to say is there's going to be traps all around you and i think that we have to be aware uh, you know pardon the pun but that's probably what it means yeah we have to be aware of the traps that we can fall into and and i call them traps because that's the shiny nickel that takes you from the road you were on which it takes practice and it's 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 a muscle you have to develop and you have to develop it well so that when you flex it's available to you immediately um like that you have to be aware of falling into one of those ego traps. Yeah, sure. And so, it, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be the first one to admit because everybody that knows me and everybody listening here knows I can go on about politics. Like I can go on. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But as I go on, I get, I'm going to use the term sicker because my ego has fully taken over that Absolutely. conversation. And it's no longer the quiet gatekeeper talking. Now it's the, the, you know what the ego did? He took the quiet gatekeeper, he wrapped his mouth with tape, and he basically, uh, you know, basically tied I mean, him the, to a chair. The, the, <laughs> and and all, 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 all that's why political talk is something I, I, never, I never get into. I'll talk about an issue if you want to discuss an issue, but I, I, don't, I won't discuss politics. Because all that's going to do is engage a part of the mind which is going to take a, a strict stance on the way things need to be. Yes. My side's right, your side's wrong. Yeah. Well, I think both sides are wrong. I think both sides are right. How about we discuss the issue and try to find a place in the middle? Yeah. Now, politics, unfortunately, isn't that no, nowadays. No, it it's, not about, it's not about it finding a, a resolution. It's about, my, it's about what benefits my side over your side. You know, it can't be. Which is why it's, it's a conversation I never get into. And, peop, you know, I have a sign in my house that says we don't talk politics. We it, eat, we love, we laugh. But it's weird. Like it's weird because if it's just you and I talking, even if we had differing views... We, 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 discuss, we would discuss an issue. We wouldn't talk politics. But, you There's know what I'm difference. saying? Like, it would be different. It would be so nice. You remember, you know, shout out to my, to my man, Eddie Vasquez. <laughs> you remember when we used to talk politics with Eddie Vasquez? Yes, the Democrat and the Republican. But you guys would have a civilized conversation about it. I, because I love him. He loves me. Yes. And he's that guy on Facebook that I shout out. Uh, but he is, we're complete opposites. Yes. We are complete opposites. But we can talk. Yeah, you, you know, there, was, there, was never, there was never a, a, a jockeying for positioning. There was never a, yeah. you know, oh, well, you're, because you're a blank Democrat or you're a whatever Republican. And it was about, well, look at this issue and look at that issue. And you guys would have a conversation, yeah. not an argument, a conversation about an issue and decide to try to find an amicable solution to it or say, well, you know, if you look at it this way and if you look at it that way, you might learn something, he might learn something. 
But unfortunately, 99.9% of the conversations around this issue, politics, so, aren't like that, so, from, from what I have experienced. Right. So, so just uh, a little, let's say, I, 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 like if, we're, if we're two pals at a bar, you shouldn't be drinking. We're at a bar drinking water. Yes. We're at a bar, just happen to be there, but we're drinking water. And I would just tell you, uh, just watch out on your daily uh, traps for these, these ego traps. Look out for them. I think step one is just identify them and just know, hey, I'm about to engage in a potential ego trap situation where my ego can take over. And that'll help. Sure. Just, just like, you know, again, be aware. Even in my own business, you know, uh, it helps me. Again, I, I'm not 100% flexed. I'm not 100% trained. But I do have a little muscle. Yeah, but it's not about being 100%. Like, so, so there's never a, you never hit a point with this where you, you got it. Correct. It's a practice. Correct. So you're constantly working out. Correct. Constantly, you're constantly working, working out. Every whether, day. Whether you just started working out yesterday or I've been working out for seven years yep. is a different story. But you're just constantly working out. Agreed. You're, or that's, you, you know, for in more, in more of a mindfulness term, you're practicing. Agreed. You're just practicing every day. The more you practice, the more you're going to see the ego. Sometimes you're going to catch it right after it comes in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, after the wow. Fight. Wow, that was... I got it. I just saw that happen. As you practice more, you'll see it as it's coming in. As you practice more, you see it right before it comes in. Eventually, you keep practicing. You'll see it as it's starting to make its way towards you. A mile away. A mile away. And, 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 I mean, and again, the more you practice, like we've always said, ego needs energy to feed off of. Once that energy is not there, that part of the, the mind or whatever kind of withers away and it becomes less and less now it can easily be woken up by somebody who comes over hmm. with an ego that's just like hair out like, yeah. like just like like just a, a, a crazy person hairs all over the place just waiting for somebody needs it's looking for a prey anywhere and you can be the most zen person in the world it'll find it in you and mm. light a fire under it immediately but once you have that practice in you you'll you'll see it in that person before they could even get to you. Like, I, I, I could be around 20 people walking in a room and I could feel like, wow, there's a, like, you're vibrating right now. Like, you're trying to ignite something in me just by the way you're speaking, your tone of your voice. Like, I could feel it and I could either go silent and, and, cause I'll feel like that answer wanted to come up. Like, what the hell? You know, and that's what I mean. Your muscle is strong. Because you've been yes, training. I've been a practicing while. for a while. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're able to pick up on these things. And I, you know what? As a rookie, I'm beginning to pick that up. I'm beginning to pick that up. Good. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of this. Yeah. And John, uh, yeah, because I don't want to be here forever. But, bro, you know, I, I know we do this every, every, every week, but. Dude, thank you. <laughs> no, man, listen, th thank you. Again, and thank you, everybody out we there. We gave also. everybody a glimpse as to what it's like when, hey, what are you doing? Want to come over for a cup of coffee? Yeah, what's up? And this is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it's like, it's what having, it's like having a seat with us at the table. Yeah. And uh, just thank you, everybody, for listening again. And again, I do want to say thank you uh, for all the positive comments and all the the likes and the shares um, you know keep them coming because uh, there might be somebody that you know that could be uh, interesting and you know what I wanted to say this real quick yeah sure uh, I listened to uh, another podcast a big podcast huge uh, Tim pool Timcast anyway, yeah. it's a huge but the point is he's got a reporter on there um, this guy, Shane Cashman, who followed Kanye West, <laughs> you know, followed Kanye West, re, you know, did a thing, uh, interviewed him on a private level, la, la, la. The point is, he was on the show and he was saying how he suffered from anxiety. And then uh, I said, wow, this guy, like I was looking at this guy, he's an excellent writer. Like I read his piece. It's, it's an incredible piece. Uh, he's just a great writer, but he looks like a really cool dude, like, you know, tatted out, you know, yeah. looks like he looks like a normal guy, like he's not heady, he's not, and when he said he suffered from anxiety, and he has three kids, and he says, and the anxiety stems from mostly financial, health, and my kids, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's like talking to me. So, I literally, I, I don't do this, but I DM'd him, like the guy's, you know, famous, 
he answered me. Wow, and this that's is what great. I, and this is what I said. I said, hey, uh, first of all, I love your writing. It was a great piece. Uh, you're a great addition to the show. But hey, you know, a friend of mine and I, uh, we, do a, we do a podcast and we address anxiety, which is something that I'm, you know, I deal with. And, uh, you know, if you find benefit in it, and he says, I will take a listen. He oh, goes, well, thank you very great. much. Yeah. I said, oh, awesome. So, you know, um, share it with somebody who you think, you know, might benefit. And, and I will, yeah. yeah, and I will. That's and I, the point. And don't, don't shove it down anybody's throat. Just say, hey, look, no, this so, is good. So, you know? so always remember one thing. We're not, we're not here to tell you how you should live your life how you have to live your life because I don't words I shouldn't have to or words I really don't buy into either uh, because it's kind of taking your choice away what we're doing here is trying to give you an insight into what we've learned um, an insight into what we've experienced an insight into how we relate with our minds now from there you get to choose whether you want to practice whether you don't whether you're more curious about it whether you're not that's totally up to you. So this isn't, we're not giving you a, I'm not trying to give anybody a handbook on this is what you have to do to be happy or, you know, this is how you have to live your life. It's not about that. We're just trying to show you some, like I said, some insights into a, a, a deeper place um, in our minds um, that most people don't go to because they're very surface. Yeah. They're very on the surface. So yeah. let's go below the surface a little bit once in a while and you might like what you see. So yeah. I think we'll... Um, We'll wrap it up. Beautiful. All right. Um, so we'll do our, 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 uh, our normal one minute. This will be on, on everybody on, on their own, a little one-minute meditation, guys. Just breathe in and out a few times. Enjoy the next 60 seconds, and just let whatever runs through your head run through. Don't grab onto anything, and uh, just focus on that breath. Okay, one last thing before we turn off. Just the point of this meditation is one of the biggest points that I like to make is always remember that silence sometimes feels awkward when we're not talking, you don't hear anything. It's trying to teach you. Learn to make silence your friend. All right, everybody have a great week, and we will uh, talk to you soon. See you, everybody. Thank you. Later.